Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It wasn't me mad at Coach Reed as, as it looks. It was the frustration of our team not having success, turning the ball over, and me being on the sideline. Just on not the sideline. Damn it. It was pleading with your head coach to let you go out there and win this month. That's what it was. Me and you both know what it was. Andy knows what you mean to him and what he means to you. From the New Heights podcast, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey on the sideline incident. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Bill's releasing some new season ticket price information. There'll be an increase in season ticket prices. The headline at the website, at our website, is... Um, you know, new ticket packaging, new stadium seating information. Brayton Wilson has something up at WBEN and WGR550.com that uh, eight regular season and two preseason games. Package price will increase by an average of 10%. The incre- increase is impacted due to the package increasing from nine games in Orchard Park to 10 games in 2024. All right. So there you go. We're back to 10 games. They're not losing a game to London. That's a part of it. Uh, but there will be a price increase over the last two seasons. The Bills' season ticket base has been over 60000 They expect the number to push to 64000 this upcoming season. One of the other things I find interesting is the 97% renewal rate. This, is, yeah. this yeah. would be the Josh Allen effect. Mm-hmm. Hey, this guy's on your team. People are keeping their tickets. So there's information on our website. You want to check out that full article. Also, finding out along the way some of the timeline for the new stadium stuff in the next month or month plus, Mm -hmm. that process will get started. And from what we understand, the process of going through your next tickets in that new one that they're building will be a lengthy process because you've got to get, what, 60,000 people in. Look, here's what it is. What do you want? Rather than the two club options that they have right now, Mm -hmm. there will be five club options. Now, maybe you're not in a club, and you're going to go into a club. Or maybe you're in the club seats, and you've got to pick which of the five different options you're going to go for. So a lengthy process, but um, news on that coming out in the coming weeks and some more information at our website at WGR550.com. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Thursday. Joining us on the Western Hotline to chat a little bills, draft, offseason, all that good stuff, our friend Matt Perino, co-host of the Shout Podcast with Brian Talbot and uh, of Syracuse.com. Matt, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. How are you enjoying the, uh, I mean, offseason, right? Does it ever really, does it ever really get to an offseason? We're, we're a few days removed from the Super Bowl, so... How are you feeling about the Bills offseason? It's gonna be it's gonna be a challenging one. I feel like is the uh, the general consensus. It is, and I guess like it's gonna be a little bit more fun for people that like like doing puzzles because I feel like that's what Brandon Bean is. Uh, he's gonna have to be a puzzle 
uh, finisher this offseason, trying to figure out, like, all these different pieces. Um, you know, 20 free agents. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show about this podcast that I did with John Scott and Joe B and, and Sal. And, you know, we were talking about all the different um, uh, things that are coming up in the offseason. And for me, the biggest, like, sticking point is what do you do with all these guys that are free agents now? There's 20 of them. And I think I can only make an, a real strong argument for maybe three of them that you have to have back. And even then, I'm kind of, you know, uh, I'm reaching a little bit. Do you think, as we as we lay that all out, just all the pieces they've got to fit and how challenging it will be, that any Bills fan should look at this season, or, or we asked this question yesterday, that Brandon Bean should look at this season like it's some sort of uh, down year, retooling year. I mean, l- labels can sometimes be difficult. We just watched the Chiefs talk about their last couple seasons as down years and retools, and of course they won the Super Bowl. So uh, does the Josh Allen, well, his existence, change the way the Bills should be approaching this? Because even if you're going to have a year like that, you know that you should be competitive and you should be a competitor. I don't think you're looking at it like this just because the pieces that are coming back are, are really that are under contract are, are pieces that are such uh, fixtures on what you do on both sides of the ball. And I, and I think like you mentioned Josh Allen and the offense, like this year it was the, the year of the defense that, you know, a lot of defensive plans for these um, high flying offenses you know, we're sound. And I think we're going to, we may not see the complete flip next year. We're, we're going to see an adjustment. I mean, offensive coordinators are going to get six or seven months to figure out new ways to do this. And, and I think Joe Brady, for as good as things got with him in that underneath stuff, the, the short and intermediate area passing game, the patience of their offense, I think there are, you know, ways you can expand on that. And all while still trying to find uh, the explosive plays, uh, and he's going to have the, the whole offseason do that. So I'm not sitting here thinking that even even though the Bills are going to you know lose some some players, that they're going to be all of a sudden you know looking at maybe. I still think that even with all the players that aren't coming back, I still think that I'd, I'd pick them to win the AFC East, and that's before anything happens in the draft or free agency or what I think is the most. I, the draft's the most important part, but I think more important than, you know, March 16th is that second wave of free agency that happens late in May, early June. Like, that is where Brandon Bean has to be super aggressive um, in terms of selling what the Bills are doing here. And you have that salesman here in Von Miller, whether it's, um, you know, Leonard Floyd or some of the other pieces that he's tried to reach out to. Odell Beckham was close a couple of years ago. Uh, you might have to go out and find a player like that that you can kind of sell on coming here for less money. Uh, that's going to be an interesting part of the offseason, too. Do you, Matt Perino, joining us on the Western Hotline, do you give any percentage chance about a Diggs departure? Um, I, I'm, I'm always wary of, of giving it a, a 0% chance, but let, let me just put it at like a 1%. You know, you're not... You're not in the business, I think, if you're Brandon Bean, of getting rid of talent at that position. And so no matter what the situation is, I think the last couple of years have proven that the Bills can kind of weather any of the storms that come with and are just an organization better equipped to deal with any kind of uncertainty or unrest from players. right? Like, And I think 
once you get into the season, it's like getting into the season that is sometimes the challenge. Once you get there, I think Diggs is, you know, as bought in as anybody. He was all last season. And I think there was probably a level of frustration towards the end of, the, of last season, and that's what, you know, we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But, again, I still think that some of his comments over the last couple of weeks have been a little bit overanalyzed. But then you see the Super Bowl, and you see this 49ers team with Brock Purdy. And I know he had a great season, but he's Brock Purdy. I mean, yeah. he's a seventh-round draft pick. You know, go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and lose in overtime. And that Brandon IU press conference after the fact, I mean, that is a much worse situation if I'm a fan of that team than anything that the Bills have had to deal, Bills fans have had to deal with with Stephon Diggs is where a guy is just, like, going into free agency and openly saying, like, yeah, I'll come back if it's the move. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing about – you know, Diggs is. I, I would. I would almost encourage everyone to remember. Remember how loud it was last year in May, June, July, August, and then how quiet it all got for Diggs in September, October, when he was putting up, you know, a thousand yards nearly. He had another hundred catch season. Now we're in the off season, and the conversation gets loud again. You know, it's part of what I wonder about Matt is if if Brandon Bean can just. Mute notifications, you know, just like mute words on Twitter and mute conversations on his phone. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. He'll be here when July comes around, and we'll just throw him the ball a bunch. Right. And I think, like, your approach to the draft doesn't doesn't change dependent on whether or not Diggs is here. That's another point that I I, I want to emphasize. Like, he's going to be here. Like, I, I, I don't think there's gonna any, there's anything that's going to happen. But you're going into this draft to find weapons regardless because it's, this, this draft's not only about 2024. It's about 25 and 26, too. Eventually, there's going to have to be a succession plan with Diggs. He's getting older. So you have to prioritize that position because you never have before. And you have to take your lessons that you've learned, like at cornerback, for instance, when you heard the noise every offseason, you've got to draft a cornerback. And then you just – you missed the mark on Kyer Elam, and I'm not closing the door on that either. We talked a bunch about him over the last couple of weeks, but that was a botched um, protocol in terms of how you acquire that player. You know, they let the Kansas City Chiefs come up and get Trent McDuffie, and they had to watch him in the Super Bowl, like star for them mm-hmm. again this year. And so you can't let that happen. And I think that's going to lead us into this conversation we're going to have this morning. You have to be all of a sudden spending hopefully the last four or five months, but now the next two months zeroing in and, and leaving yourself as little room for error as possible to find the player that you're most confident about. You could take a couple of you know swings later in the draft, I think, but I think you've got to find the guy that you think could come in here and be the successor to Stefan Diggs and finding that any way that you can because it's different when you have Josh Allen. Like you have Josh Allen in his prime – you have to kind of do a little bit extra to get that player, and you're also safeguarding against um, if Diggs does kind of fall off a cliff a little bit with production this come upcoming season and, and skill level, you have a little bit of a buffer. Now, will they do it? That's a whole other yeah. question. Uh, and, and what we should probably get into. Yeah, right. So uh, we had John because, you know, I watched that round table with you and Sal and Joe B and John Scott, and you guys were making bold predictions. And I liked how you said yours because you laid it out and you said, here's my bold prediction, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I guess in the end I, I don't hate it because um, if you have to – I hate it for what it means for Bills fans, right? Like 
because you're going into this offseason, like looking at all of these exciting wide receivers like Roma Dunze and Malik Neighbors, and you're like, all right, what's it going to take? Harrison's probably a little bit of a pipe dream. It would cost a little bit too much to get up into the top five. But, you know, we've seen in years past where wide receivers have kind of um, hung around a little bit longer sometimes than you might think, depending on what teams need, what teams need to add. A lot of these bad teams have been adding wide receivers over the last couple of years. But it's like, can you get into that zone? And then the, the, the next problem becomes, okay, once those top three go, which I think everybody is in agreement that that's the top tier, then there's like, you know, Brian Thomas is a, is a fun player. Uh, I think that he has a lot of upside. He reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson in the year that he went, was drafted, where maybe he's that, that next iteration. But Jefferson went at 22. And you could get up to 22, as we've seen in the last couple of years, pretty easily but getting up to 15 12 that's a little bit more costly and maybe the bills aren't on the thomas train maybe they're on the neighbor's train and they want to get but he goes at eight can you get up to eight and so i start to think about what does this look like in terms of aggressiveness versus sacrificing all of this like draft capital that you built up that to, to your earlier point jeremy is so important you need you need to you know, bring in all of these rookie contracts to reset this salary cap for 25 and 26 and 27, and you need to continue to accumulate draft assets so you can do that. And I, and I think there are needs on the defensive side of the ball just in terms of the sheer number of players you're probably not bringing back and some of the players that have been a little bit disappointing. So I think the Bills should try to find that guy. But again, even, when you, even if you do all the work and you, and you believe in your heart, that that is the guy, there's always that little chance that it doesn't end up being the guy. And even Sammy Watkins, who I think when he was healthy was really good for them, you know, there's you know, plenty of examples when you take a guy in the first round and it ends up being the guy in the middle of two guys that end up really exploding and being that guy. So it's a dance that Brandon Bean's going to have to you know, participate in. It's, it's really challenging. And he's got to have some confidence. Like, What would your confidence level be that – if they want to go down that road or explore it even, it's got to come with, well, we have these holes on the defensive line and at safety, but we can be meticulous about it. We can hold serve, if you will. And I don't know, like, would would Sean McDermott, like, have this, you know, like, would he go to Bean or and give him the confidence of, I can figure this out. Even if we don't invest all of this in safety, if we just bring Cam Lewis and Taylor Rapp back, you know, like we can still manage to have a, a fine defense, right? And I think like there, there's probably going to be a version of Hoyer and Hyde from seventeen. If you think back in this free agent class, um, I haven't done the deep dive at that position. I've been spending most of my time at edge and wide receiver to start. But <clears throat> if you think about it, nobody was talking about Poyer and Hyde when they brought them here in seventeen, and they didn't give them crazy big deals at the time. I mean, they were pretty low-end free agent contracts, especially Jordan Poyer. So if they could find another avenue to bring in somebody that they can kind of plug in at a two- or three-year deal with a really small first season, uh, and, and that's somebody that you can kind of place in, and then maybe you consider bringing back Jordan Poyer, that's another conversation that I think has to be had uh, because of his age, although I still think that he was a valuable part of things. And if you're going to lose Micah Hyde, you should probably want to try to keep him. The problem is the number, like – you know, adding $5 million in cap space in a year where it's so few and far between, I think that you, you really uh, like that option. 
Um, man, the, the, the salary cap gymnastics, those are going to be the fun things to watch over the next couple of weeks as those, kind of, those reports start to trickle out to try to figure out how aggressive are they being. Because there are some you know, levers that they can pull that are, that are super aggressive. I mean, the Dawkins uh, extension, the Taron Johnson extension, th- that can potentially open up almost $10, $11 million. And, you know, the Josh Allen uh, restructure, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, I want to see what they do with A.J. Epinesa. To me, he's like a huge part of your question. Because if he gets to free agency and it's not as uh, bustling of a market as maybe, you know, it could be because of his – you know, I don't want to say middle of the road, but a little bit hot above average production over the last two years. Like maybe he goes out, he wants nine, ten million, and teams are like, "We've seen this book, we've seen this movie before. We're not signing signing up for that." And he ends up coming back to Buffalo on a two-year, one-year deal at around three million per season. All right, you can handle that. Now all of a sudden, defensive end isn't as much yeah. of a need because you need Rousseau to take a step and. Unless they get out of this Von Miller mess, you, you figure he's going to be back as well. Yeah, Spotrick has Epinesa two years, five point six million. Per okay, year. it's a Spotrick, so it could be whatever. But and, you know, that, like, that's a part of this, Matt. As you as you laid out the your one of your potential scenarios was they take a defensive end in the first round, and I, I just like to point out maybe part of the fun of this for fans is that none of this happens in a vacuum. If the Bills draft a defensive end in the first round, there's absolutely a reason to do that. But it will highlight a couple of things, whether fair or not. It would make a lot of fans, I think, react like McDermott runs the draft. Another defensive end for you. And he gets plenty of criticism for you know his coaching style or whatever. McDermott's got his detractors. So if they go defensive end, I feel like it would put an eye on McDermott. It would also highlight how much they've spent on that position and are still spending on it, whether that's money, draft capital. They keep pouring money and and investments into that spot. Another first-round pick, I feel like, you know, the, the Bills' job isn't to avoid criticism, but a defensive end pick, even if it's a good one and makes sense, would draw, I think, a lot of attention for the GM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 100%. And the, the interesting part about the defense and how Sean McDermott operates 
it anyway is he leans on guys that aren't like high-end draft guys. I mean, look at the Kyrie Elam situation. I mean, to, for him to lose out on that job to a six-round draft pick, a gritty, really wants it, you know, undervalued, uh, underappreciated kind of guy, like I feel like Sean McDermott really leans into those that style of player. And now I think it's a little bit different on the defensive line because, like, you need horses. Like, you need legit Guys, I think it's why at Oliver they prioritized that position when they did back in 19 and drafted him. But you you got to hit on it. You can't have another Boogie Basham, um, even Greg Rousseau, for as, as high on him as I still am. And I think that there's untapped potential as a pass rusher still still there. Um, you know, he hasn't been the, the sack producer or the pressure producer that I think people – want from a first round draft pick so do you want to run that back again and also there's this wide receiver deal that's been building up that you've been alluding to on social media and i'm sure on the show here over the last couple of weeks it's like you look at the bills draft record under brandon bean and they have avoided first three rounds at wide receiver like the plague and i and i wonder if that's just it's never worked out it's they're not a, they're not confident in their evaluation of the position because it seems to be like such a crap I mean, go back to twenty twenty two. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, and Tra- uh, Tra- Traylon Burks. That's six wide receivers in the first six picks. Only three of those hit. So you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit on your evaluators that you are going to find the guy that hits. And I don't know if six go in this draft. Um, you know. I like Troy Franklin from Oregon. The more I watch him, the more I like it. Um, he could be gone at the Bills pick. He could last in the early in the second round. And then you could be in another interesting situation where maybe you don't get aggressive and trade up, but maybe you don't have to take the defensive player. Maybe you trade back a little bit, which is what I advocated for in 2022 to go and get George Pickens, who went at 52 to the Steelers. Could you imagine what this roster looks like right now with Pickens and Diggs? Or maybe – what it's looked like the last couple of years. Yeah. Matt Perino of Syracuse.com and co-host of the Shout Podcast with Ryan Talbot. Matt, thanks for the time as usual, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon as we uh, track this fascinating and very important offseason for the Bills. Great to talk to you guys. Take care. Matt Perino. He did that roundtable with Sal and John Scott and Joe B. Uh, if you want to check that out, Matt was tweeting about it. That's how I found it. Found it there. 803-0550. Okay. I want to follow up on that conversation when we get back. I also have a very, very interesting note from Toronto last night. So tonight, Sam Reinhart returns mm-hmm. with the Panthers. Former player comes back. He has before, but he like, has before. He has before. Yeah. And the Sabres did not do what the Toronto Raptors did last night for Pascal Siakam. Very important player on their championship team. Yeah. They did a thing involving fans. I've never seen anywhere before. Tell you what that is, and you can tell me if the Sabres should do it for Reinhardt tonight. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.